The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's either Monday or Tuesday at some point in August. I know that because I talked to Adam Gold and Raleigh Monday, August 22nd, if you're watching on YouTube. I, actually, I don't know when this goes up. I don't know anything. It's, you know, it's, society's, it's society's fault. But we have Kenny Maine here, which makes my Monday much better than it was going to be. Yeah, barely I'm here on my phone sideways. If you'd like to have me do my phone up, you know, vertical for Instagram users, I'll do right now. In fact, the people at Caesars I work with are trying to restore my my Instagram account. I started it last summer and then I, I just I got too many emails to go through every day to worry about another stupid thing to do. So but they're like, no, Instagram matters. We're going to restart your account. What's your password? I was like, I have no idea. Right. None. So like you and you and I are not in the like I mean we're we're in the we're in the same general like uh, it, it, like approach to technology I think in the sense that like like we all like are like those of us who are like in sports media you know, we know we have to do Twitter and then they're like are right, you also have to do like TikTok and I'm like I can't I, I can't like I, I did like I like Twitter and I do Twitter and I can do Instagram too but like I, I'm 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 reaching the point of diminishing returns on what I'm willing to do in terms of social media, which is the telltale sign that I'm old. Well, big shot people have a whole team. They have like, like if you notice, if you're at a big event, you'll see like whoever the person is, then there's like three people trailing them. (laughs) They're all like 22, 24, and they all have phones or double phones. And, and that's how they do it. They don't do it. I mean, they might tell them what to say. You can tell, you know, based on the person's personality, the consistency of that. But no, there, there's a fleet of people. I don't want people around me. I just want the people I want around me. <laughs> and I tweet when I want to. Now I can do it with more liberty than I used to. Um, but no, I, I'm going to give Instagram another go. TikTok, the times I've done it was fun. It wasn't my own. It was right. like a you know somebody else's. I jumped in on some dumb thing. But I don't know. I I don't miss not doing everything you know there's yeah. only so much i want to go on the boat today that's i don't need tiktok for that <laughs> like, i want to play golf i don't want to yeah. care about anything on my phone that's my um, favorite thing about golf is that i put my phone down for five hours i check gretchen or caller at nine you know hey how you doing everything good other than that i i check out and may take a picture or two but that's the best thing about you know getting away from everything i yeah, barely got on this call i'm on my phone like i said sideways because you guys sent there was an email. I thought it was Zoom. It was shipyard or something. What the hell? And then, but you have to do it under Chrome. Oh, really? I can't. Ju- so then 
I had to do that thing where you drag and I was doing control C, but it was really supposed to be command C <laughs> and nothing happened. Now we're on a phone, just whatever. Here we are. But but like you look like so like I'm I'm using a I'm I'm waiting for bookshelves to get in, so I'm still using this fake background, but it does kind of looks like people 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 think this definitely looks like a house I would live in for some reason. But like you you look like like you look like like you're in a house where you have a boat that really isn't far away. Like the front of that, like I mean, is that is that accurate? True. Yeah, I mean, but like that's good. Like that's a, that's a compliment to the front of your house. Like you, it, and it looks like it's it looks like the like the weather's nice. This like, is I'm, the I'm jealous of your setup here, even though it's probably early there. Well, I guess it's little. um, it's you know, little after. And it appears Kenny's uh, as as aforementioned Chrome has has gone down. I'm back. Larry's back. I'm back. Don't think I'm not. Oh, we just found out an anomaly using Shipyard on a phone. Um, if somebody calls, calls me, you, it, it I cuts go out. Away. Yep. Yes, correct. That was that was Doug Filan, my old football coach at UNLV. He was the receivers coach, and he was just reaching out. Apparently, that was nice. But you know, it's funny actually. Um, you know, because I'm a you know I'm a prepared host and whatnot. Uh, if you Google, you know that if you Google yourself, and this is true, you are you are a former quarterback. But like it says, Kenny Main, football quarterback. Which I would argue like is, is not what you're is not what you're best known for, but um. I'm fine with that. That you know <laughs> what I'm trying to hang on to that. I get better every year, and I can still throw. But back in the day, I wish I had that to do over. If you you know when people look back, like I wish I'd done this or that, and it wasn't that I wasn't diligent. It wasn't that I didn't try hard. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe the other guys were better. I wish I would have done better, applied myself better, done something different. But I. Love the days that I got to go to school. Like I said, coach just called me. My good friend, Jimmy Sandusky, Randall Cunningham, Sam King, you know, all these people that are still in my life in some way or the other. Uh, Mark Novosel, Euclid, Ohio, free shout out. Um, and then I bump into some others. I saw Cam Holloway. These names are lost on some viewers, uh, but uh, I don't care. Uh, Alan Reynolds will text me occasionally. You know, he's from Buell, Idaho, as you know. Um so I loved that experience at UNLV way back when playing for Tony Knapp. I wish I'd done a little better, but that's Wait, so were you and Randall? Were you and Randall at UNLV at the same? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why I didn't know this, but I mean that that makes. I mean, well, people always get it wrong because they would think obviously there's no way Randall couldn't have been first, right? But there's but no way Randall the, could have beaten you for the starting job, right? right. Exactly. Yeah, Sam, you can look it up. Sam King was the starter. I was second. Allen was third, Randall was fourth, and then I think he redshirted ultimately, if, if I'm not mistaken. But could he have jumped in and played? Yes, but would it, you know he he was brand new. Like we had a fairly sophisticated system. Not that he couldn't master that, but you know what I'm saying. Like Sam had been there a few years, I'd been there a couple of years, and we'd both redshirted one of our years, and you know that's the way it worked out. But we knew Sam was. I mean, we knew Randall was going to be amazing. Like. We'd warm down and screw around at the end and throw it back to the facility just so you could throw the ball the farthest. And his ball is like still rising while ours are hitting, you know. He can throw the ball 80 yards. It's it's like the Russell Wilson. Like if you watch Russell Wilson throw a deep ball, it has like that second like jet plane takeoff. It's very, it's it's, it's amazing. More like a second rocket stage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but Randall could out throw him. So, I mean, Russell has a nice arm. And I think Russell's going to do really well because I think they're going to let him. Do like okay. real NFL plays, <laughs> you know, where you drop back, step and, up, 
and you uh, use the and you use the oblong leather football the, yeah. the, the thing yeah, to throw it down the, the field. <laughs> no, and I'm and that's not even to knock what they they did here. They had a lot of success here, but there was always it always seemed like it was predicated on you know faking a run and rolling out, and he's running for his life half the time. But he has a big arm, and there's you don't have to run him out. You know, let him drop back and throw. And so, I think he's gonna up there in that thin air, you know, like the ball goes another five, seven yeah, yards, true. whatever. He's going to be fine. So he, he played here in Raleigh when, um, and I, I would, I wouldn't add NC state when he played, uh, which is shocking because I was there for like 42 years, but, um, uh, the, um, he ran multiple offenses when he was here and obviously at Wisconsin, he did something that was like more similar to what Pete Carroll wants yeah. to do, which is pound the football. Like he, when he, when he ran an open spread style system at NC state, like he he's he's great at it. He can run any system. It, yeah. You know. So if he if he like him in the West Coast style offense that Nathaniel Hackett's going to bring is like potentially like lethal. If he if he yeah. if he if he gets it all down immediately, which he should be able to. Oh, he's a smart guy. He'll he'll be studied. He's probably studied already, like fully studied. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he works. Like he, it's funny the weird. I don't know. I didn't know how to put it. The dynamic between him and the fans, between him and media, he's definitely a different guy than a, you know, they, they all should be different, right? Everybody's unique. Yeah. He has, he has his way and it, for whatever reason, some people can't fit it, but he's pretty consistent. He lives up to his word. He really did show up at the kids hospital every week, you know? Yeah. Which is um, crazy. He, he he's, he does things in a way I think that have people believe in he's more robotic than he is. If you know what I'm saying, like, yep. like his um, adherence to some of the physical things, you know, like the whatever the chamber he would sleep in to get over <laughs> his ankle. Like, how the hell did he heal from that already? That thing's the femur's broken, you know. But um, femur's actually not part of the ankle. Just so you know, I yeah, actually, I'm not I a actually, doctor. I broke my femur in sixth grade football. I've I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this because it's I'm British. I've never had a broken bone in my life. I broke my left ankle, my right ankle, and my left femur. Oh my goodness! That's all, at, at the same time. No, uh, <laughs> three different sixth grade, ninth grade, and last play of a game at Oregon, my junior year at UNLV, Ooh. and leads us to a nice story. Though, so my ankle sucks. It's like ruined. It, it looks like there's a softball inserted. Oh, um, it's just the way it is. But the good news is I found this device that fixes um, doesn't fix the problem, but it, it lets you do stuff because it displaces the pressure off the joint. Okay. And then Gretchen and I started a foundation and we give these to veterans who need that them. Awesome. So it's called run freely, run freely.org.org. And we're doing some good. We could be doing more. We're trying to put together kind of a couple bigger events that might, you know, bring in some more money to do more things, but nickel and diming it we're doing okay that's awesome run freely.org check that out that's great i mean no, look it so you i mean so you 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 have a lot on your plate right now like do you do you feel like do you feel more so you know like when you're when you're when you're when you're doing sports center like it's it's very like structured right like does it, does it feel like is it easier is it easier now or is it is it easier when it's I mean, I'm not saying you're not structured but you know what i'm saying like it's it's it's, yeah. it's everything's you might have you have more stuff all over the place versus just like yeah, no, Locked that's fair. Highlight, you know, I'm yeah, because like the schedule that I was last on, you know, like on my last contract, it was damn near. A, they called it. I mean, it was a full time job with allegedly part time hours, you know, that I didn't do maybe as many shows as some other people did. But 
as you know, you kind of watch it happen. It's like, no, that's not true. I'm pretty close to the same number as whoever yeah. you're. No, I'm not certainly Monday through Friday every week for right. sure. There were other people who put in some more days, but it felt pretty full time to me. I was doing, I don't know, 12 to 15 shows a month. That's so like, I think somebody, people underrate how much, like how much work one of those shows is. Right. Well, somebody who does quote unquote full time, the most you do is 20, right? You do Monday, just call it Monday through Friday, five times four is 20. Right. So I was a little under full, but whatever it felt full to me. But to your question, yeah. Cause you do a show, you'd get home at two in the morning, sleep till 10, 10 30, somehow wake up and start the day, maybe work out, <laughs> maybe eat maybe at not. noon, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it puts you on a really, it puts you on a schedule. Like you work at a, you're like, you're a bartender, right? Like you're, yeah. you're up late. It's chaotic. Your, your, friends, your friends wonder why you don't like start texting until like yeah. later, like later yeah. in the morning. You're and, like, <laughs> and your adrenaline levels up and down. It's, it, it's as high as it's ever going to be at one thirty-five in the morning. That's pretty crazy, right? Like, it's, yeah, because Steph Curry just hit an overtime winner and the shot sheet just came in and you're, you know, so there was all that and that was fun. But the come down, you're so tired. Plus, I'd listen to like Sarah Kenzie or political podcast on the way home and bum myself out like, oh, God, we're <laughs> home, you know. And I love Sarah, by the way. Um, but it's not that it's not, you know, it's like nightmare fuel. Like, really? I'm this yeah. is how I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed with a uh, America's falling apart. It's, um, it's, it's really like a, that's a that's a that's an endorphin stealer right there. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd, you know, you do that four days in a row or whatever, and then you'd have a day or so off, and then you'd go do it again. So yes, that was very structured. You're supposed to be in at four thirty for the meeting, although thank God we finally killed those meetings, which were pointless anyway. Um <laughs> And yeah, so, you know, so four, you, so you four thirty pattern. Four thirty p.m. for a for a pre like the pre the pre pro or whatever, and then for, for an eleven o'clock show. And, and I mean, many, come on, many of us railed against. Like guys, you never take my ideas anyway. Right. I can give you ideas at seven and implement that. Like unless we're going to recreate the wheel, you know, or make a emergency thirty for thirty. <laughs> right. Do we really need to leave our houses at three forty-five to sit in a stupid conference room? We don't, but we did it for attendance, right? In the right. in the same way, you you know, you look like kind of a dick if you yeah I'm blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I like I don't like they they canceled the we used to have a weekly podcast call. And I, I stopped going and I looked like a dick. And so they canceled the call. And so, I mean, yeah, but I mean, obviously much more, not nearly as important as a, a sports center to me, but like also these guys are just blatantly going to hand you a sheet that says, here's what we're talking about. And then you're maybe going to stay on script or maybe not. And like, yeah, and, I mean, that's just how it well, works. It was, it was supposed to be my, the ideas meeting. Right. Right. And it, it'd be kind of a dead air room. All right. Anybody got any ideas? And I'm like, no. I know. What if we did a thing where Jamal Crawford flies in with aliens from out of, you know, like, <laughs> like my ideas weren't ever going to win that, that room. They might win the room with just the producer. Cause he or she would get me, you know, it's easier to convey an unconventional idea to one person than a group of 30. Right. It's just, especially a group with like, the people, like some of those people have to like do the actual like construction of the idea. And they're like, we can't, we can't really do well, the aliens. It was more that there's only one or two people in there that had the authority to say, yes, let's go with the alien bit. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't going to happen very often. So I found my best method was to convey if I wanted something really out there just to the one guy in charge of the show, sell him or her and otherwise take what they gave us, which here are the games. Here's the sound from Tom Brady or, 
Jerry Jones or whatever the hell and play with that, right? Like you can give me something straight and I can make it absurd without having to talk about it beforehand. Just in the moment, do your thing. Like, like Jerry Jones talking about like a mosquito's like rectum or something like that. Like some well, Southern saying, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah what I always wanted to do and it never happened. And I, I happy to just leave this idea behind. Maybe I'll employ it one day somewhere. I, you know, one way it would cut to the podiums, like some yeah. big game, and LeBron's coming to the podium, and we have to cut lives. Like, really? Like, okay. And I, I'm a LeBron fan, not a knock on him. I'm just I saying know. he'd be one that's probably worth it. I'm saying more often than not, Coach McCarthy's coming to the podium. Hold yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so my idea was go to the stupid podium, but leave our mics hot so <laughs> we, can, we can just clown on it while it's happening. And that was too avant-garde for that place. So it never happened. Well, so like, because part of the problem is, you know, you'll be, like, and this is like, this is not, we're not, I'm not trying to whinge about like, you know, having to like talk about sports, but you know, you'll be on video and, and you're, and, and like one or two things happens either. Like it's an awkward setup where the host is like, we have to get off right now. And like, you like, yeah. like an awkward toss. And then I, I like the idea of the talking over the microphone. It's sort of like a, like, could you like a mystery science 3000 exactly. like sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. The, but the, that show knew what they were clowning on. This would be right then, right there. So-and-so says something. And you could just even be like, great point. You know, you could just say anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Mike McCarthy's like, we need to run the ball better. You're like, great point. Yeah. yeah. Great, Mike. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I had, I've had this weird run of Uber drivers. And um, I had one on like two weeks ago on a Saturday morning. I like because I had to go pick up my car because I'd left it at, at you know, because you know, be responsible. Um, and this guy, I get in the car, and the guy's like, he's like, you know, Where are you from? I'm like, from here. He's like, What about you? He's like, Well, I just moved back from Canada. I'm like, oh, Okay, or like, I moved from Canada. I'm like, All right, cool. He's like, I played the CFL up there. I was like, oh, No kidding. And he's like, Yeah, the uh, you know, uh, Rough Riders. I was like, Oh, cool, Saskatchewan. That's that's great. And he's like, yeah, I was like, I was like, that's not the team that Mark Trestman coached. We're having this conversation. He's like, well, I got drafted by the Cowboys. Um, he's, I played football at Tennessee Tech. You know, I was like one of the you know, best running backs at Tennessee Tech. Um, you know, got recruited there, drafted by the Cowboys. But I was like a bench warmer. I was like, what round? He's like, oh, the l- later rounds. But he's like, I burned out. Like, he, he goes, like, he had no great answers for like, and I didn't say what I did for a living. Like, I didn't like, I covered the NFL. And the guy like proceeds to tell me this whole story about the Cowboys and the CFL and Tennessee Tech, and I got home and I researched him, and the whole thing was made up. Wow. He, he made up an entire story about, like, being a college football and NFL and CFL player, but, like, like to what end? 
tips? That's kind of crazy. Although right. the more time goes on, the more crazy you figure out is out there. There's a lot of crazy out there. There's a lot of crazy out there. No, I mean, just look at the idiots at the games. It was at Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Why are people, what are they fighting over? What, what's wrong with you guys? And I'll tell you what, I took my daughter, her friend, two or three of my, three of my good friends to the Storm game, the Seattle yeah. Storm yesterday. They won. They're moving on to play Las Vegas. And my daughter is a college senior-to-be, and she kind of out of nowhere remarked, like, this is just a better environment. Like, she oh. loves, she, she doesn't love, but she likes football based on the fact that I played it, and, you know, it's kind of central to our life. She'll go to a baseball game because it's fun to talk to friends because the game's so slow. Yeah. Um, but basketball and this women's basketball brand in particular, it's just, it's just different. You know, you know, people don't have their faces painted. <laughs> yeah. People aren't fighting in the stands. There's little kids having fun here. Like, you know, the cell of the family friendly environment. And I couldn't agree more. It's like minor league baseball. It's like minor league baseball yeah. is, it's not even, you know what I mean? And I'm saying not that you guys didn't watch the game, but like, you know, there's, everything's built like NFL games are built around the game and everyone is there getting like, 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 like fuel full adrenaline, you know, getting drunk. You're trying to like get, you know, you're cheer. It's, 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 it's a different environment. I wouldn't, uh, I mean, like I won't, I won't take my son to a night to an, to a night game at NC state. Just, I mean, and that, it's just, you know, it's just too rowdy. Like in, yeah. and so same thing with the NFL game. Um, but like, I mean, dude, what about the dude? Uh, did you see the guy with the remote control golf ball and Rory McIlroy? I did not. He went out. He runs out on the green yesterday at the BMW. I heard something stupid happen, but I didn't follow it. Yeah. He he throws a golf ball down on the on the on the green, and Roy like he's just standing there on the side of the green, and he's got he's got a remote control for it. He's moving it all around, and Roy McIlroy is just looking at him like, "What what the f are you doing, bro?" And he picks up the ball and throws it in a pond. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I mean, like that's uh, like that's I like crazy. that move by Roy. Well, we had an issue up here with Jamal Crawford's pro am. I went to that as well. That was on Saturday and LeBron came and Jason Tatum, a whole bunch of big names, you know, kind of last minute said we're coming this weekend. So this is no knock on Jamal. He's a friend and he's not in charge of the door, right? It's his name on the tournament. He trusts that other people are going to secure the place. So because LeBron came, so did about 80 police and probably wise, right? You just never know The, the crowds were building, you got to keep some order, and it turned out it got crazier than that. When LeBron came in the gym, like two hundred people ran on the court, like stormed the court to get pictures close to LeBron, and I I couldn't even see. I I was actually going the opposite way. I was trying to walk up because I, I had just returned with some waters. I was trying to get out of this mess. Like what? This doesn't even feel right. Like right. this shouldn't be happening. A people should be smart enough to know you don't do that to start with you know and i guess they should have had the court ringed with security which they didn't anticipate they needed the police were outside doing something else and people were trying to break in another door and it was just it was really unfortunate yeah all of it was uh, and so jamal grabs the mic for those who could hear him and who were listening and scolded the crowd like what is wrong with you guys like yeah show some respect this guy's in our town came to elevate our town and our tournament and you act like this, really? He's mad. I pulled LeBron. Okay, so like, like yeah. actually, you've been there, right? Jamal's like nicest guy in the world, classiest guy, so good for the town and basketball. And I was felt for him. It's his name on the thing, and these 
idiots acted like they did. They restored, thank God, that speech worked. So did the police officers said, I'm going to shut the place down <laughs> if it happens again. And things were fine. They, you know, played basketball. It was really fun watching. Very hot, though, because they shut the doors. For some reason, I thought shutting the doors was better regarding fire code when normally there aren't as many people and, and they let air flow through, right? You know, right, so right. everybody's, it was hot. And the floor started sweating, essentially, right? There was so much, you know, humidity in the room. Yeah, yeah. And guys were slipping. That's why they ended up stopping the game just, oh. we don't want this thing to get out of control. Somebody gets hurt. And, yeah, you can't have LeBron breaking his leg, like, on a slippery yeah. floor. In a- but even all that said, it was pretty damn cool that they came, showed respect for Jamal's tournament, showed up to play, came up to our town. And the fact that so many people didn't even get to get in because they had to draw the line at some point kind of shows the enthusiasm, you know, for, for having a team here again, which we do. We have the storm, but getting a men's team as well would be nice. Yeah. The, the idea that the supersonics don't exist is very frustrating. It's crazy. That's why I'm not drinking Starbucks. I have a really? vendetta. Yeah. Well, the guy that ran Starbucks was the principal owner of a bunch of, you know, yeah. it's a group of people, Howard Schultz, and yeah. they sold the team to people who don't live in Seattle. Right. That's a recipe for the team leaving, right? Like if, and they didn't give them a new gym. The voters voted it down. Um, they cut a deal with the city to buy out their lease a couple of years early, and and they left. And and as I was watching it from Connecticut at the time, I just never thought it would happen. I was kind of like, oh, somebody will jump in. You know, what I mean, like not my problem. Of course, they, 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 they belong. Like, yeah, they're not going to sell the Space Needle. That's not happening. You know, right, right, exactly. And I mean, it was almost that dumb, right? In fact, I did a, a little bit for the Seattle Sports Award Show. Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam. We pretended, yeah, that the people from Oklahoma thought that they get the Space Needle also, and <laughs> they were trying to like drag it, like, yeah. Um, I assume we'll get another team. But, you know, another year has gone by. I mean, but you know what really should just happen is, like, you guys just take the Hornets from Charlotte. I don't want another team. I want a new team. I want a Yeah, I don't want the Hornets either. I don't want an existing team because then we're doing that to some other city, what happened. I just want – there's enough – there are enough good players worldwide. There's clearly enough money. That's, you know, when every Max guy's – right? Everybody gets a Max guy, so – that yeah. part's nuts. I mean, I got no problem. Everybody should make whatever they can make. Whatever you make is what you're going to make. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly like, like house- Zion Williamson, who like I watch play and I think is amazing. Like has not like I wouldn't want to be giving him a max contract. Right. To, you know, but because they divide the money, right? Everybody, everybody, each team gets its guy. And it's funny because there's no really different than if a house sells for such and such price. That's the price because somebody bought it, you know. Yeah. So if somebody gets paid whatever they get paid, they're worth it because it worked out that way. But the prices are ludicrous. Baseball salaries, NBA salaries. You could argue football players are quite underpaid given every single play they're putting their life in danger. Oh, for sure. And like, so like I was reading, I think Jay Glazer reported that there, it's going to be an uphill battle for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to get the deal done. But it's, and it's like, it's because basically Jimmy Haslam. And the Browns completely wrecked the quarterback market yeah. by giving Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed money when he was like in under an investigation and like was being traded. That's a that was a curious move by them. I don't. But other NFL owners are not happy about it. I kind of what? Why did they do that? That guy's is not even in the clear yet. And he now because of whatever 
got resolved sort of, you know, what is it, week 12? At Houston, right? Like, week, week 13 at I'm Houston, sorry, I believe, because 12, we have the bye yeah. there as well, yes. yeah. But yes, uh, at Houston. That's a good early, job, NFL. Way to, way to, way to back up the optics there. Earlier, you asked, how do I like the podcast world? But I went uh, and walked away from that question. Right, how um, do you like I the like, podcast world? It's been fun. Um, more fun than I expected, actually. I don't know if people even know that I have one, because... You know, there's so many. There's, the market is rather cluttered in the <laughs> entertainment world. Like, I don't know how anybody, even like a somebody of high value, like a legit actor with a movie that he or she produced or whatever, right? How do you break through to even let people know? So I'm happy for having done it. And I think it's a success for having done it for the people that said, yes, they'd be in it. And I thought they all went pretty well. Whether people listen or not, I guess we'll find out. But I'm glad I did it and look forward to doing some more. The the, the thing about like um, the podcast world, I think it's uh, and I can't remember what the exact number is, but I think it's like 129 new podcasts are added to like Apple Podcasts every like 12 hours or something. I mean, it's it's something ridiculous. Yeah, it's rather fragmented, but I mean, nothing. You know, I don't know how old you are, but I know that in my day. There literally were three channels, right? There was ABC, NBC, CBS. Then you had PBS. And then you had like a, lo- a couple local weird channels that came in and out and they showed the R-rated movies uncut or somewhat cut, you know what I'm saying, that, as a way of describing what those channels were. And they sometimes would have the major league baseball team, the local team, right? Which all games weren't on TV. So way back when, when I was a kid, can you imagine being an executive at one of the big networks and being pissed that you didn't get 33% share, you know, like, right. oh, we're dropped a point. We're down to 32. <laughs> so now with so many choices and not just choices on TV, but like new medium, you know, like brand new thing that we never thought of is now discovered. And kids are being time taken up with TikTok or, you know, it's everything's diverse. I think material has gotten better in some ways. There's so many good shows and so many entertaining things or informative things but as the provider of it or the maker of it definitely you know there's a there's a good chance you're you're gonna slip on it but like what he has what oh, it's know? like the like the single most co- watched college basketball game of all time is the is oh, still yeah. the jordan i mean excuse me the the magic uh bird championship game like that's insane that game was in 1979 yeah if more but there's just like there's like five billion more people on earth than there were then and right. and and like 10 billion more TVs, and somehow that's the most watched game ever. It's, that's pretty it doesn't great. make sense, but it's because the, 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 like it's the diversification of the content that's being provided. Yeah, I've never understood too, like uh, you know, the big streaming companies, how they could afford to throw the money they threw at certain people or production companies. It's like, dude, how are you getting it back? Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Gretchen and I are guilty of this. We we have full cable. And we've signed up for, you know, 43 different apps. <laughs> we have HBO Plus Southeast. Okay, we have that one. It's very, you know, just mostly like rural documentaries. It's, it, it's, it's like only you get like the righteous gemstones on there. And like, and, and, and like you get the righteous gemstones and um and uh, what's Danny McBride's other one? Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Kenny Powers. Yeah, you know, he's, he's bounded down. But like you oh, only get like show. the Southeast stuff. Like, only like that. The, I love Kenny Powers. I got or uh, I got to work with him um, more than once. Really, twice. He's a genius. That is more than once, right? It is more than once. Yeah. 
Um, he came, what was he selling? What was the movie? What the hell was he selling? It was something. He came, you know how they bring like the famous people to ESPN. They go on all the shows. And what night Tropic Thunder was it? Danny McBride is the name I was trying to come up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, just so you know, he's not going to be like in character. He's just, he's just him. You know, I said, that's yeah. fine. He can be whatever he wants. Turned out he's quite similar to the East Coast. <laughs> 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 that is his character. He was great. He was funny. He's, I mean, obviously he's quick, you know, like he got it immediately. Thought He liked what we wrote for him. Basically wrote, read what we wrote, but also made it better, you know? Yeah. And then a few years later, I did a thing with Dale Jr. And Danny, they were doing a commercial campaign where, remember, Dale was retiring. And then the joke was that Danny McBride's coming in as the new driver. Right. But he's terrible. He doesn't know anything about cars. He's an idiot. And we just did like a little takeoff on what they were already doing. You know, like we kind of replicated what the theme of the commercial was. But yeah, funny guy. I'm a, I've always the only the only one I can guess is maybe Angry Birds or Angry Birds Two. No, it was for, if it was for a movie. No, it was, I don't know what it was. He's great in uh, Tropic Thunder too. Yeah, he's and he's funny because you he's very talk about like a low key superstar, right? He yeah. You don't hear about him. You don't see. He's not on Us Weekly. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like doesn't, doesn't he live back in Carolina or something? Like, doesn't he go off somewhere and and somewhere other than Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, like he's from Georgia. I'm guessing he. Or maybe lives... Georgia. I'm sorry. I thought. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I would, you know, what I'm thinking of the, Zach, it's all the same. It's all the same. Zach. Zach Galf- Galvanakis. Is it Galvanakis? Yeah, yeah. Galvanakis is uh, went to NC State. That's right. Yeah. Um. Oh, so I, you're. The the cool thing about the podcast, you know, your the series of po- you know the, your podcast is that like you've got this. It's not like I, I think some people would just assume Kenny Main leaves ESPN, talks to sports people, but that's not really your like. I mean, like obviously the sports, but like you're you you like the sprawling catalog of Netflix are more diverse, right? Um, well, I think I was always more diverse than people thought in the first place. And oh, yeah, I mean, when, yes, you were you were people, you were definitely not like a cookie cutter sports anchor. That's that. I that's, think it's funny when people like you see it on Twitter when they tell you that stop doing politics, man. Talk about sports. <laughs> Knock like, it off. <laughs> I want you to be what I want you to be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I I started. Very few would know this. I when I went to college. I told you, you know, I played football, so I was in sports, but my interest was not sports broadcasting, but I wanted to be like Ken Burns or be working on Frontline by now or, you know, making my own documentaries, whatever. So I always had a very serious other, my other side was quite serious, like what I cared about and what I read about. And I took a lot of political science and history. And you just said you listened to political podcasts on the way home from like doing sports. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what happened was it. I kind of had a weird path because I, I actually had a tryout with Seattle because the, the kid I referenced earlier, Sam King, turned Seattle down. He was going to try Canada or something else. My coach said, hey, if you like Sam, you might like the guy that was his backup. You know, they were pretty close. Sam just did more of the playing. And I got to go up here and throw. And the, when you go up for those tryouts, maybe mine was kind of less – planned than some others but i think a lot of them are pretty similar it's like you come in on a tuesday you know free agent and who's around the building oh steve large hey steve larger come out get around <laughs> and that's what happened i was literally throwing to steve largent for my that's unbelievable. 
it was insane. I'm like, oh my god! Like in my head, I'm like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> and I threw pretty well. I mean, I was, you know, obviously 22, bigger arm than I would have now. Um, but a, a couple that weren't as good, you know, he picked them up off his shoes and caught them. So okay. <laughs> so I looked way better because I had him right. And there was another guy out there. I forget who the other guy that was trying out. Um, so I went upstairs and signed a contract. Like 10 minutes later, like all right. That's it's so weird. Jerry, Jerry Rome said you didn't look terrible. We're going to offer you a rookie contract. Jerry Rome was the quarterback coach. And I signed Dave Craig's always pissed because I actually signed for more money on my no rookie. Way, really? Yeah. He, he was one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for five years or so, right? That's wild. Yeah. But I ended up failing the physical because of the ankle that I talked oh, about previously. Yeah. Um, they put me on this machine to test the strength and I should have cheated on my good leg and gone hard on my bad leg and they would have looked kind of equal, but instead there was a big variance. So they kicked me out. I never even got to, I got to work out for two weeks in Kirkland, but when we went over to Cheney, got cut literally the first morning, you know, pretty much in tears, like what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And they gave me $10 meal money at the airport of five four ones and four Shut quarters up. Shut up. God almighty. Hey, it's like have a nice day buddy like you know no we just broke your dreams and and ruined your like ruined your life at age 22 but well, you know, here's ten dollars in, in 1982 ten dollars was enough to get through the spokane airport i mean it wasn't insulting as far but it, it was kind of funny a five four ones and four quarters that's all the guy had well the court but the, uh, was the only had or is it like in case you need to make a phone call like here's some quarters good point that might you know maybe it was thinking for it so i go home i remember i immediately like true depression when something sure. appeared but i found there was an ad this is how you used to get jobs even television jobs an ad in the newspaper for channel 11 kstw an hour ahead of the rest and i can't remember what it was titled but it was basically what we would call a production assistant you know these days sure so i called up got the guy on the phone he kind of knew me, I think, because, you know, locally I'd grown up in that area and all that from football and yeah. hired me over the phone. I started next Monday, but I wasn't on TV for like three years, four years. Like I was just background as a producer, as a writer for the anchors. And most people go to little markets and kind of try to move up. I just went to Seattle market. You and went big market and worked and like wormed your way through. Like, yeah. yeah. And it worked out though, because I didn't re- nothing, to, no offense to the little towns, but. I just, you know, I was happy here. I was still trying to play football for a couple of years. I thought I was still going to get a chance somewhere, Canada, something, USFL. None of that ever happened. So I got deeper into TV and, and started doing news reporting. Then they added a weekend show. We always used to say, if there's news on the weekends, there's news to us. Um, <laughs> but it was a Monday through Friday, small station, right? But they added a weekend show and you're doing sports. You know, really? I, you, you played football, you're doing sports. And I quickly, I just made up how I was doing it. I didn't really have anybody to model after. I was by myself on the weekend, me and a cameraman, Rod Simons and a couple cameramen, one news reporter in the field. Like we were small. That's, 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 that's like, I mean, it's like, a um, what's the, it, 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 I can't think of the word, but I mean, it's, yeah, like you're like, you're in charge of so much of like what you're actually producing. Oh yeah. I mean, that was what was great about it. It's like, yeah. I mean, look what I had to choose from too. I had the Bernie Bickerstaff era Sonics coach. <laughs> right. And yeah. I loved him. I love Bernie. Um, you know, Dale Ellis, all those guys. And um, Griffey 
wasn't up yet. He was coming. I think he was an A ball the year before I left there. A or double A. And then Seahawks teams were really good. Chuck Knox coaching years, right? Like, yeah. you know, like we have, and the Huskies, we, there's a lot of fun stuff to cover and nobody to tell us how to cover it. Just so I started kind of experimenting, doing it a little different than they did at the other channels. Ended up sending a tape to ESPN off of the Joe Montana to John Taylor winning touchdown catch 1989 uh, to beat the Bengals, right? That was the one where Joe Montana allegedly said, look, there's John Candy. Yeah, yeah the Candy's in the stands. That's right, yeah. Actually, the um, one of the other guys who usually does this podcast, his dad is the old Bengals kicker, Jim Preach. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I remember Crumry got hurt on the first play. Bad injury. That was bad. Um, but yeah, so I sent that tape and somehow got hired with four years later, actually. So <laughs> it's a long story. I quit that job. Then I did a series of get by jobs. I made garbage cans, sold prepaid legal insurance, Wait, really? worked, for, worked for MCI, long distance corporate sales while I was freelancing to get back into TV. And then the ESPN. Well, I stayed in contact with them. They freelanced me all the time. They they had me cover. Oh, gotcha. They'd say, "Hey, Griffey hit two homers last night. Go interview him for baseball tonight, or you know, whatever." Like I was on call, right? Sometimes they'd let me actually do the whole feature story. They were a little straighter than maybe what I would do later. You know, I was just not trying to get too weird on them out of the gate. Because right. you don't do want regular... you don't want to go avant garde when you're a freelancer. No, I can do a regular story just like the next guy. But you know, as far as the made up. NFL countdown stories that was you know that was a different classification. Yeah, but, but even but even you're like even your straightforward stories and not like obviously the serious ones are different. Serious ones are different. But it's like when you would do like but you always seem to you always, you always had this like like it was like like kind of like a, a like a, a, a like a wry smile like like I might do something, but I might not. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, was that was that intentional? No, I think just. That's just. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it right now. Like you're, 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 you're yeah. like, mm, I might. I mean, like your like, head stink. No, I mean, I think the thing, and I never broke it down until after I left. When people have asked questions about, you know, I mean, it's weird because I wouldn't go out of my way to tell. Here's what I did, idiot. You know, but right. it comes out in the course of an interview. I probably, if I had to break it down, sort of made fun of the fact that I was doing this show while trying to do the show. As yeah, well yeah, as exactly. Could. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. this is so stupid. How the fuck am I on TV? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yes. Make no, fun of the... And also, it, there's all the inside jokes of making fun of format, you know, industry terms, you know, whatever. Just dumb stuff that would make the room laugh, but hopefully that kind of... Yeah, but it carries through to, to, like, the... like. And I, I think, too, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes... It, I, know, I know what you're saying. It makes sense. Because there, there's so much stupid... Like like stuff like industry yeah. like jargon and like like, just like one one that always got me was there were a couple of the CPs the 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 uh, coordinating producers who always had a big hang up about top of the hour coming right. make sure you know because one of those shows that was going ninety minutes or late baseball run for two and a half whatever and I would like really we're telling people it's midnight Eastern like why <laughs> like what, clocks, to what end are we doing that you know. Hey guys, in case you don't own a timepiece, right. in case none of your clocks at home are working, it's midnight Eastern. Thanks for being <laughs> with us. Like, is that is that what you wanted me to say? Because 
What are we saying that for? It's like in radio, in radio too, where I always found it bizarre. (laughs) Like you would, uh, you know, I filled in as like a guest host for like these shows are, you know, a couple hours long and the, and and like the host, you you have to reset at five o'clock. It's like, and so you have to say the same thing you said at three o'clock at five o'clock. Well, and you might have also just been covering it four minutes previous or whatever. But I'll tell you, it, there is something too. Most shows do start at the top or bottom of hour. I get that, right. but you could just keep, hey guys, thanks for joining us, and then you know keep on keep on going. But we did the thing called Wider World of Sports. This is about ten years ago, where for a couple of years they let me travel the world, basically covering unusual sports. Like it was amazing. It was one of the most fun things I'll ever do. I'm sure they let us make a couple of television specials. Like they were all released as 10 minute or eight minute. Yeah. Or, oh, I know. I, I know. Yeah. I, I remember. So then we mashed together a couple of hours specials. To, we didn't show everything, but you know, the best of, and some outtakes and whatnot. We were pretty proud of it. We thought it, you know, amazing stuff. Like the, my photographer, Aaron Fruitman, Mike Andrus, Matt Doyle producing it. Like, really worked hard like we really cared we wanted this thing to be good and the places we went you know we were spoon-fed pretty cool stuff right yeah i mean like y'all went like like everywhere internationally like insane places oh yeah we're all excited our big shows coming on at nine o'clock it was on espn2 but it's still an espn channel right? right that's how i ended up getting my job you were asking earlier keith overman went back to channel one Stuart Scott uh, moved up on ESPN two next to Susie. They needed one more guy. That was me. That was 1994. Um, <clears throat> so I'm sitting in green Bay at the Oneida casino, but up in my room. Cause I want to see our show. I was excited. I didn't see the <laughs> finished cut and I didn't remember what it was. It was like, I didn't, I don't want to put down whatever arcane sport. preceded. It was like, it was like Rick Fox and the, I got <laughs> traded or something. No, like. no it was, it was probably some random college something tournament, which I'm sure meant the world to those athletes. Of course. But so did our show, right? So it ended up coming on there at 941. <laughs> whatever whatever space got finished up, whatever thing we were showing. And I were like, really? I bet a lot of people. Well, they should have done a reset is what they should have done. Exactly. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for joining the show. It's nine forty-one p.m. If you're not aware. Um, anyway, yeah. So, um, who who is the who is your I don't want to say who's your favorite guest you had on the podcast, but like I mean, like I think like I think having Aubrey Plaza and Christopher Guest on is like that's high. Like I like I find the two of them to be just fantastic for completely different reasons, obviously. But like um, the Christopher Guest. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people, I don't think, I, I, don't, I don't think, like, most young people, I mean, I, know, I haven't watched This Is Spinal Tap, right? I mean, like, it's yeah. one of the greatest movies of all time. I, I would hope, I mean, I look at it like music. My daughters are now 22, 21 and 23. Um, and they, I, I think that's a silly thing where people are like, oh, kids these days don't know about what, it's like, what do you mean? Like, I knew about Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I knew I about to Chicago and Led Zeppelin and you know, right. No, I'm saying my, I'm older, so like yeah. my parents would tell me of these great performers that were still out there, but right. not in my wheelhouse. Right? They were from their time, yeah. right? Just like my daughter's quite well aware of Stevie Wonder and the Beatles, at, right? Right. Beatles are no longer right. Paul McCartney and, and you know, I mean, but Stevie's still out there now and then, but not prominent in the same sense as the modern artists, right? But it's silly to think 
in whatever we're talking about film anything how could they not know about like one of the great yeah just like a standout thing a singular thing right i think so, i think it's, it's like the spinal tap in particular though is like it's it's like the the mockumentary like mockumentaries were so hot for a stretch there and christopher yes how fuel would be best to show you know, all that but like oh, yeah. it's but it's like it, it, i think it's like somehow that, like that that doesn't hit the mainstream of like the next generation sometimes right right yeah i mean hopefully they get learned up on it like i mean my daughters have seen best in show and waiting for guffman and all of them so i was always a huge fan of his and i say this in the interview i tell them what happened one day i can't believe i even did it because it was so wrong but his name came up as I was being driven to the airport in LA. I'd been out there for a commercial or something. And the guy says, Oh, what a coincidence. I just drove Christopher guest yesterday. I said, Oh, wow. He was, you know, we talked more about him. I've been trying to reach him about a thing. He says, I have his number right here. The car driver gave me his number. Oh, whoa, really? That's... Yeah, he never should have done that. Right. I mean, just totally off. Yeah. But I, I wonder if like the car driver knows that there's like, like a, like a, so like so, I wonder if he's like the keep the gatekeeper of the celebrity code. Where, Maybe like, I don't like know, he, but he knows I, that you I, and Christopher Guest would get along. Like he like I, you know? I, yeah, for sure that that ended up being the case. I ended up calling him. He was first shocked. How the fuck did this guy get my number? <laughs> yeah. but did you did you did you tell him what happened? Not exactly. <laughs> Wait, I can't remember how I said it. You better hope he doesn't like the Pick Six podcast. No, I, I've told him. I've told him. No, I've told Chris the truth now. Okay, but I, okay. I, on that phone call, no. Um, it's like I, it's like when I Seinfeld remember, gets the uh, gets the uh, the girl's number from the AIDS walk list. <laughs> so it was really. I think I just asked. I had an idea for a thing I was trying to pull off. Never happened. He was very warm. Gave me a couple words of advice. What he didn't seem that offended. I think he and his wife both thought, "How the hell did this guy get our number?" You know, but <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think I got his email out of the deal. I think. That's, that's my memory because somehow we were connected on email, but you know, I didn't bother. I, I might've sent him another note at some point about something, but all these years later, as I'm leaving ESPN, he writes an email to me, just a sweetest, very short, but just very complimentary and very sincere. Right. And I was very touched by it. I wrote him back, of course, immediately pitching a movie idea or something. You know, like, <laughs> of course. And then when the podcast thing came up, he was one of my, we made a list of, People I thought I had a chance of getting or a good chance. People that don't know who I am probably. And then in the middle, there's a couple that kind of know me, but who knows? And But he said yes right away. He says, of course I will. Who Who is on the doesn't know? I don't think they know who I am list. Like who, like, you know what I mean? Like when, um, when you're putting in that category, like I'm just curious. I mean, yeah. like the queen of England? Yeah, that kind of thing. I think like Kate Winslet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. That, Kate Winslet, I'm big fan. And she's very funny. I she might not have any like. I have no connection to her. There's right. no reason to do her other than I'm a fan. I mean, there's eight billion people on Earth, right? So yeah. we've only we've only scratched the surface. We're up to twelve right now. <laughs> and, all of the eight billion. I well, think we have a like, lot. And of the eight billion, only I mean, it, I mean, like us. I mean, a lot of people watch you on television because you do sport. You do sports center. But like it's still like a crazy small number relative to eight billion. Yeah, no, it's pretty stupid. The and 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 in fact, what's also funny to me is their metrics in this podcast world. Their numbers are pretty low for success. Yeah, they it's really like, are. Oh, if you get a hundred people, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> like what? 
mean, because like you said, there's every five minutes, there's, you know, 20 new shows. So there's a lot of people and there's a bunch of shows I like. I don't have time for everything. So if I don't have time to consume everything, how are the other people doing it? I, I think the best way for podcasts that I've, it's either when you're driving, like a, yes. you're taking a two hour drive, that's the best. When you're completely, nobody's bothering you, nothing left to do, and you can turn out the lights and just lie back on the couch and listen. Or my wife likes to do it like when she goes for a long walk. Yeah. Exercising, it's good too. If you can, yeah. but you have to find the right podcast for exercise. True. Ever, ever driving too. Like, you know. Um, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, I, like I just added, there's all kinds of weird, like, like I, I added a fish podcast, like not, sure. like not fishing, like the band fish. Like, oh, which is, I thought you meant a fishing, which is something Chris Guest and I talked about. Is he, are, is he a big, uh, is he a big fly, fly fisherman? He's a big fly fisherman. He makes oh. his own, makes his own flies. That's what my, uh, my, that's what my dad and brother are going to do in Alaska is fly fish. If you watch, um, uh, is it? Best in show. Yeah. And best in show. He plays the role of the guy with the hound and he talks about his fly fish. I did a story. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Duh. I did a story in Maine. This is way very early. One of my first things I ever did for ESPN two sports night, it was called. And we were doing conventional covering baseball games, football games, whatever. But we also did a little more X gamey stuff or offbeat stories more than sports center was doing. Right. Right. One of them, I, was, I went to a fly fishing camp in Maine, and the purpose of it was families that are broken apart for some reason, you know, estranged father and son or whatever the case, here's a way to rebond, right? Oh, it's cool. like, like a nice, noble thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then fly fishing was the, the core of it. That's how you were going to do it together and get taught this new craft and go out there and serenity and all that. And then, so we told that straight, but then I made absolute mockery of the. Like I was throwing, I was throwing rocks into the water nearby the guys who, I don't know why I did that. I, in the moment, what's the funniest thing that could happen? That'd be me throwing a big splash next to that man. Right. And as, just, he's, as he's talking about like meeting his estranged father. Right. They're like having a tearful moment, probably like, I'm sorry for how I hurt. And there's yeah. this idiot from ESPN too, not even ESPN regular, just the deuce, you know, dropping the deuce, dropping rocks. Um, all right. Well, I, I, this is, flown by and i don't want to keep you much longer because even the podcast have infinity time i feel like you know you, you've got you got a lot of stuff that you got to get on the boat so i'm just curious what you think about the 2022 seattle seahawks because my theory is that they are pete carroll is attempting to recreate 2010 and 2011 and hope to then somehow stumble into a hall of fame quarterback in the third round of 2023 or something i don't know I now that you've put it that way, it's making me rethink where I was. Where were you? That I trust him well enough to think he wants to win and he'll get by. And I, I don't want to put down these guys like on a good day, Gino's look pretty strong. I've seen yeah. him out there like, damn, that that guy got held back. He should have been playing somewhere. I can't I can't get a handle on Locke yet because I haven't seen him in person. And who's the other guy? He's, he's, he, uh, he easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Apparently he's kind of like made little notice. I thought they should have signed Kaepernick for real. Like yeah. what's the harm? What's the harm? Maybe he can still definitely hasn't been beat up by the game. Others have been, you know, now missing that much time. I, I can't, it would be hard because 
being taken out for that long rhythm being off of the, but he's been out there working out with legit people and kind of staying tuned up, you know, as well as he could. Uh, It's still a shame what happened to him. Um, Maybe their running game, if they can figure it out, maybe their defense will be so dominant. It will score. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what he, he thinks he's going to have a great defense. So I, like, I went back and looked the 2011 Seahawks. I've, I've, I don't know why I'm like, I'm like harping on this theory, but if you look at their, I mean, you, you probably remember they beat the, they lost to the Cleveland Browns in week seven, six to three. Like that's, that's it. That's what Pete Carroll wants. I think we just needed two more safeties. <laughs> we, we win that game. Exactly. Um, so you, so you, you don't sound like you're expecting, you're expecting like maybe nine wins. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a 500 season, and we might get lucky and sneak in at nine or ten if if they get a roll going. I mean, the thing about the NFL, everybody has all these predictions. Most of them are wrong. I don't yes. make any. I'm just like, I hope we have some fun game. I don't live my life through sports anymore. Like, I don't know if I ever did. Seahawks would be the closest thing to me, you know, making my week predicated on whether right. they won or lost. Yeah, I'm over it you know, before the gun, usually like it's okay. Gretchen still likes me. I got golf on Monday. Like, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. I'm not as passionate as I once was. And that doesn't take away from my, I hope they do well. And I appreciate what they do, but I'm not a fanatic, I guess is the best way to put it. It would being in the business will, and not, and I don't mean it like an, I'm an objective journalist way. It's just like, you just sort of like, like I, I used to, I'm not a Panthers fan anymore. Well, I think you've seen it all and you know, there's so many games, like the smarter people know it's a long season and any win is a good win. Right. Like, yeah. Like if you're an NFL coach and you win five to three going on the next week, we won. They don't yeah. give a damn how, how you get that W you yeah. just, just get next the w. week. Yeah. We'll do better. So I hope they do well. The games are fun to go to. It's a fun place for me. A lot of going back is it's like an old reunion. I get to see old friends look cool on the sidelines pointing at things and that's really the reason i go back if i got to the storm game they gave us amazing seats did they like like announce your like presence yeah it was it was too much yeah my daughter was so embarrassed like oh my god dad they're not going to do that are they i don't want to be in the shot you know did you throw a rock on the court yeah she wanted out of the shot for her yeah now i said annie you're trying to go into journalism so yeah i would have a purpose i wouldn't be like sit next to you while they do something. <laughs> so just by chance, Annie and her friend left to go to the bathroom or something. And their big stuffed animal mascot sits down next to me. That, <laughs> that's when they did it. So, but it was it's nice. It, I'm, yeah. I'm flattered. They think something of me and I'm friends with Sue bird. I'm hugely proud of what she's pulled off, yep. not just in basketball, but all the other many things, socially, politically, like the women, WNBA, players have been the biggest leaders and all that in this insane time we're living through. And um, it's just cool to see her play. She looks young still. She could play another year. hundred yeah. percent. I think she's like, how many more years you want out of me? You know, come on. She made a steal toward the end to kind of wrap things up. Like she's, she's still got fresh legs, like darts around her passing's great. I mean, it's really fun. They're a fun team to watch. They play Las Vegas next. That team is very good. I saw, we saw them while we were in Vegas. So I've been to a few of the Storm games this year. So you're a WNBA, WNBA guy now. I like it. Well, I'm, I'm, am I 
fully knowledgeable league-wide, no. But you, I'm probably not that for NFL either, to be honest, at this point. If I were covering it, I would be, but I'm not, so I don't have to be. I mean, that makes complete sense. I know what the first read on draw is, if it's the same as when I played. If the middle linebacker crashes, your tight end should be open, and you throw it quickly before any linemen go downfield. That was what we were taught. But I don't necessarily know who the, the who the third who the third quarterback on the Panthers depth chart is, or the assistant general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm, I should know because I should have. They should have won that game. I I thought they were going to win. The really, the Super Bowl. I had the, I had the Rams winning big when Odell Beckham went down. It felt like the Bengals were going to win. Uh, it was it was fun. They had a fun season, and and he's been great in a whole bunch of different ways. Unexpected Burrow. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I'm amazed by – I used to say there just aren't 32 quality quarterbacks in the world. There's 8 billion people, but we can't – there just are not 32. But we're getting closer. That's the Dave Damashek theory too. It's like there's there's not like – hey, how is this possible? Like, Yeah. Well, I would argue right now in 2022, and somebody could argue back about a different time period, if you went 32 teams, list off their number ones – I think we might be at the top level we've ever been as top or close to the top for quality. You know, I mean, we're, we're, the, we're the closest we have ever been in human history to NFL quarterback saturation. Well, to having 32, like yeah. we've never been 32 for 32, yeah. but I think, I don't know what the number is, but we're, we might be at 20, 22 because look at the AFC West alone. It's loaded. Like Derek Carr is probably this is I'm stealing this from a tweet by John Boyd, but um, Derek Carr is probably the single greatest quarterback to ever be the worst quarterback in his division. That's that's pretty crazy. He's yeah. he's very good, and the old any given Sunday he's great, right? Like right. like a lot of them. But I mean, you got Mahomes, Russell's now joined the fray, and you got the young kid Herbert, um, Josh Allen. It, yeah, well, he's in a different one, but yeah. Oh, oh, oh sorry. So you meant just go, that division? Yeah, I thought we were just yeah. The whole conference, yeah, yeah, yeah. whole conference is even crazier. Yeah. So, but you know, we we just added up six names without trying. Then you throw in, you know, Brady, and you throw in Aaron. You know, on and on down the list. I don't, I don't know Lawrence. where Jack. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, there's like there's just I mean, there's tons of good guys. Like I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is really good. Like I mean, he, and he's for he, sure. For yeah. sure, and Burrow, we already mentioned. Yep. There gets, there's got to be a point somewhere where we say, all right, they're not in, they're not with those guys. I mean, Stafford, <laughs> Tyler, Trey Lance, like, I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah. But the, I, this is the, the deepest I've ever gone. Yes. Into an elite quarterback conversation, because usually I make fun of it. <laughs> I was really just trying to. I was not trying to make an elite. I'm making a quarterback saturation conversation. Not an Oh, elite. good. We didn't yeah. say elite because I love making fun of the elite. I did a bit with uh, Peyton and Eli for Caesars where I was talking to them about their elite status. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, like, you guys must have loved it when talk radio would talk about elite quarterbacks. And they were just kind of like dead air. And then I said, you were elite and pointing to Peyton. And then I looked at <laughs> Eli. It's like, you were some of the time. And... and, and he was great because he knew play it like you're a little pissed, but don't be, a, you know, he's like, and then I said, you know what? Is it like when I get on certain airlines and I'm checking in, they'll thank me for my elite status. And I, <laughs> and I feel pretty good walking down the hall. And is it like that at NFL stadiums? And <laughs> I can't remember. 
Eli says no and Peyton says yes or whatever. I mean, the <laughs> ending Because right. Eli yeah, doesn't know, yeah. Those guys have been fun to work with and JB Smooth. Like, we've had we've had some good time. Shot with them a few times now. Halle Berry, we got to be in a commercial with her. That wasn't terrible. No, that that's a pretty good run of, of NFL players and famous and like and famous actors. Um, okay, I've kept you for a full hour. You have a boat to get on. Uh, I mean, I would, I mean, I would talk to you for four hours, but like, yeah, I would. Bet, if well, I were you, I'd rather go fishing and or the studies, off. the studies show the listeners will stop after one hour. They might be Thanks. gone off it, but uh, this was enjoyable, and we'll talk down the road. Hi, right, Kenny. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. This is always. See you, buddy. you imaginary friends are real this is just so exciting now get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined showtime ryan reynolds john krasinski kaylee fleming fiona shaw phoebe waller bridge louis gossett jr matt damon emily blunt george clooney maya rudolph bradley cooper sebastian maniscalco john stewart sam rockwell aquafina keegan michael key and steve carell i need to throw up or i need a snack it's one of the two gross if ready pg parental guidance suggested written and directed by john krasinski